Hello, I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by RAIN Worldview, the premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Find out how RAIN can help you stay ahead of global events at rainnetwork.com. This is RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, the best conversation about geopolitics and security issues you will hear all week. I guarantee it. Today, we're turning our attention to Indonesia. In a recent analytical review, our guest Scott Cardis wrote that the Indonesian government has decided to ban raw ore exports. Scott Cardis is RAIN's Asia-Pacific analyst, and he joins me now. Welcome, Scott. Hi, Emily. Let's hop right in. Why is Indonesia banning raw ore exports? Indonesia as a country has traditionally exported raw ore or just refined um, nickel ore, for example. And they're not taking advantage of refining the ore, which gives them a higher value exports. Because if you're just exporting the, the, the ore, it's cheap. It doesn't require a lot of labor, but as a result, you're not gaining a lot of money and economic value out of it. And you don't actually get to develop your domestic uh, uh, infrastructure. You don't get to de- develop your, your domestic economy to take advantage of this. And so they're banning raw ore exports, specifically like nickel and bauxite, because they know that these can be refined into higher value products. And they want to do all of that inside the country so that they can take advantage of all of the Uh, greater wealth generated from exporting high-value products rather than just simple ores that are really cheap to buy. So that sounds like a pretty good plan. You're you're capitalizing on the raw ore, uh, you're refining it, so you're increasing your workforce, and then you're exporting at a higher price. So you mentioned nickel um, in the beginning of this conversation. And why is nickel important? What would possibly come from the export ban when it comes to nickel? Nickel is used primarily in two things. One, stainless steel, uh, which makes up, I think, over 60% of the usage of nickel. But then if you refine nickel or have a higher quality of nickel, it's also very important in the cathodes for a lot of lithium-ion batteries. And, you know, as when we, th- we hear lithium-ion, you're like, oh, that's like the battery and everything, you know, smartphones to electric vehicles. And All these countries around the world are trying to push electric vehicle usage before 2035, before 2050, as a means to reduce emissions. And so you're seeing a big increase in demand for electric vehicles, which the vehicle itself is not terribly complex to build. We've been building car bodies for decades, but the batteries need the nickel. The batteries are the key component, and you need the nickel to make the batteries. If Indonesia's got this plan... What does this plan mean for the rest of the world? Um, I guess you mentioned the electric vehicle market. So what about that? For the rest of the world, this means a few things. One, if you were re- were relying on Indonesian uh, lower quality nickel exports or even just barely refined uh, or nickel ore exports, you're not going to get it anymore. And it's probably not going to be reversed anytime soon. So you're going to have to either seek alternative suppliers, but there's really not that many out there. Indonesia is the vast majority of raw uh, of the raw or uh, exports in the world. 
Other countries like Russia, for example, have a company, but with the recent war in Ukraine, it's kind of toxic for Western companies, especially to be getting raw materials from Russia. And so we're going to see, and we already have seen some of this, where companies are just going right in to take advantage of some some more advantages such as tax incentives and um, the easing of red tape for you to come in and invest directly in the Indonesian nickel refining uh, process. So they want to build up some new refineries. They want to build up the infrastructure associated with that. And you see companies, um, several Chinese companies have already gone in and said, we're going to open up some operations here. Here's several billion dollars of investments and promise investments over the next several years to achieve this goal. So we're definitely going to see a lot of that. The other thing is, and I didn't mention this yet, but I kind of alluded to it. There are two types of nickel ore. You have the higher quality and the lower quality. Right now, Indonesia traditionally exports the majority is lower quality. That's used for stainless steel. But they're banking on using a new technology, this high-pressure acid leaching, which will then be able to take the lower quality uh, nickel ore and refine it into a much higher quality nickel ore to be used specifically for the electric vehicle industry. If Indonesia is successful in this endeavor, not just the scientific viability of it, but the scaling, the economic viability of these projects, then other countries like the Philippines can look to engage in similar actions where they want to refine their lower quality nickel ore into higher quality nickel for higher quality goods. So for the rest of the world, we could see other countries following suit, or we could just see a a major change in how everyone gets nickel. Now, this is also not going to suddenly drive nickel prices up through the roof. That's not going to happen, but it's going to make a lot of companies think uh, very carefully on how and where they get their nickel. And a lot of companies might look to just jump right into Indonesia at the ground floor to get in while it might be cheaper and help develop these nascent industries. Well, thank you for that, Scott. You're welcome. Okay, so back to the beginning of this conversation. I promised you would find it enlightening. Was I right? Let me know. Email me at info at rainnetwork.com. That's info at R-A-N-E network.com. Meantime, you can read Scott Cardis' analysis in Rain Worldview, and it has an excellent map showing where the greatest nickel reserves are on the globe. Our Risk Intelligence app is for professionals, and you can read it in our consumer publication, which offers objective geopolitical analysis and intelligence covering the global landscape. Find out more about RAIN's industry-leading risk management tools, including RAIN Worldview, at rainnetwork.com. I'm Emily Donahue, and have a great day. 